Today, we'll be chatting with a gorgeous, beautiful Black Haitian woman whose beauty transcends her exterior, exuding a wonderful and vibrant personality. She's an Olympian and was a contestant on Clayton's season of The Bachelor. We get to talk about her background, her time on the show, and also who she would like to smash, marry, and pass. We're so glad to welcome Marlena Wesh to our show. Hope you enjoyed this interview. Everybody, welcome back to the It's On podcast with Obel, Naika, and Marlena. <laughs> yes. yes. Yay. Today we're going to have such an exciting episode, guys. I know you guys have been waiting for our guests, our special guests, and there you have it. Today we're going to be introducing Marlena Welch. I hope we pronounced your last name right, Marlena. West, West, yes. West. So there's West. no L in it. No L, no. Good. That's right. what I thought. That, okay, that great. was my sister Haitian accent. <laughs> <laughs> but we are so excited, guys. It's been a, a minute. Um, the Bachelor, uh, she was one of the contestants in The Bachelor. And guys, I know some of our listeners, they are not really like into that show. But you've been keeping up with us because of us. So we're going to give you one of the stars that you wanted to see on here. So we're so excited to interview her and get to know her a little bit more. First of all, Marlena, we want to say that we are so proud of the way you conducted yourself. Okay. You represented us so well. And we were like, yes, we need to have her on. And so we're so excited to have you here and we're going to start and Tell us more about you and how did a young, beautiful Asian girl like yourself um, get on The Bachelor? (laughs) Well, hello, everyone. Again, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Um, So a little bit about me. I'm 31. I currently live in Miami, Florida. I'm a real estate agent. And, um, you know, I've been doing this for I've been I've been a real estate agent for just a year now. Um, Prior to that, I was the vice president of a credit union up in Gainesville, Florida, and I had to quit my job for the show. So, (laughs) wow, (laughs) yes, yes. So a lot of people had to quit their jobs for the show because it's a Mm -hmm. two month film. And I don't know any mm. jobs that are going to say, oh, yeah, go ahead and do it. Two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go, take, take your time. You know, a lot of companies are also, you know, fearful of the image that the mm. employee could potentially have on the show. So they don't want any parts. Um, so, you know, that's fine with me. You know, I wanted to get out of Gainesville. So I did the show and, you know, now I'm in Miami. But what got me onto the show is just countless failed relationships. And my most recent relationship was uh, with the narcissist. And uh, it was just the worst experience of my life. And to the point where when I got out of the relationship, I was like, you know what? I'm going to find love a different way. I'm going to try out for The Bachelor. (laughs) And so I applied. I applied. And someone called me, which is actually a surprise to me. Uh, I had no expectations whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I didn't even expect to be considered. Mm -hmm. Wow. So we we found about you on L'Union Suite. 
Um, I don't know if you actually follow up with, you know, the Haitian shade room kind of. Yes. And and we were like, they they announced that there's going to be a Haitian person on The Bachelorette. And you know, Haitian, when it comes to competing for the love of a man. So how did your parents actually take it, like, with you going on that show? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Men. <laughs> well, my parents are both born and raised in Haiti and they immigrated, of course, to the States here when they were in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been together for 36 years and they're mm-hmm. very much Americanized. Um, <laughs> so I, I figured, yeah, I grew up and it was it was kind of as if they wanted me to grow up American. You know, they wanted me to grow up more American than Haitian. Um, but of mm-hmm. course, now that I'm older, it's I'm embracing my Haitian side because I know that I'm not just American, you know, but mm-hmm. growing up, I only spoke English. You know, I don't I'm not fluent in Creole. I do. Comprendre. You know, I, I understand. I do understand, but um, okay. I didn't I wasn't taught. I wasn't taught Creole growing up. And so with more Americanized parents, you know, they were like, do Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) They were all for it. They said, do it, you know, have a good time, have fun. You know, I think my parents are are well understanding about when it comes to mental health. And for me, the biggest thing was, you know, my job was, it wasn't stressful, but I knew that it wasn't where I wanted to be. It wasn't what I wanted to do forever. So in a sense, this opportunity to be on The Bachelor was a way out of my life in Gainesville at that job. Mm-hmm. So when I presented it to them, they all they heard was that. And they were 100% supportive of that. Oh, that's good. That's it's amazing. Good to have Americanized parents. <laughs> yes. I mean, so it seems like that your your journey, I mean, it was pretty smooth for you to kind of get on and yeah. not expecting mm-hmm. the call to and then actually getting it. You're like, uh, am right. I really doing this? That's, right. that's amazing. That's amazing. And so... With that, how did you actually, um, when you got, when you got the call, right? And you had to process everything <laughs> and you, you actually going to get on. Did you actually know who was going to be the bachelor? Like, did you no. kind of Google him? Like, did you get no. any? We so, did, not did not know. We found, and that's another thing because it's crazy. The media takes bits and pieces and they try to make their own stories without right. actually mm-hmm. knowing the full story. We found Mm -hmm. out probably a week before it was time for us to leave. So I had to make the decision of whether or not I was going to quit my job for just love in general and not have Mm -hmm. a face to what love was supposed to be for me. I didn't know if he was white, black. I didn't know what I didn't know what color he was going to be. You know, I didn't know Mm -hmm. what he was going to look like. But they announced Mm -hmm. probably two weeks prior to us leaving that it was going to be a contestant on Michelle season. Who is a Mm -hmm. black woman. You know, right. so of course you go to the roster. There are a lot of black men a on lot. that season. And so, yeah. you know, I go through the roster of, of potential people that I would want to be, you know, the bachelor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this mm-hmm. guy's cute. This guy's cute. And we're just basing it on these pictures. We don't know their personalities. We haven't seen mm-hmm. that season. That season never aired. And so when they announced exactly. it was Clayton, I had to quit my job. <laughs> and it was like, there's no turning, no turning <laughs> back. back. Yeah, because just, some of the comments, yeah, because some of the comments on L'Union Suite, yes. they were pretty much saying like, um, oh, why would a black queen like that go after, you know, a white man, which is such a negative comment, it is. but it is. it's such a negative comment because love is love. So yes. I'm actually yes. glad you actually got on the show and you didn't, you know, 
think about, oh man, he's lying. I'm not going anywhere. Right. So it's actually a right. great right. thing that she still decided to go on the show. Speaking right. of that, mm-hmm. did it, have you dated any men that look like Clayton before, or is he your type? I have, I have dated white men before, um, and Clayton okay. was. And you know what's the interesting dynamic of the show is you're in a bubble, okay? You don't yeah. have a phone, you don't mm-hmm. have a computer, you don't have radio, you don't have you don't have anything. You know, it's just you and that person. So imagine this person being the only person in the entire world to you. So mm-hmm. it's so easy to have these feelings really quickly you know right. every single day all you're doing is talking to the other girls that's, that's yeah. your entire day and being filmed the entire day wow. so you know you don't have the outside world telling you oh girl no he just did that that's not okay you know how your friends are such influences in your relationships you don't have that anymore so it's just you your head and your emotions and so for me he was definitely my type you know um mm-hmm. being in that bubble we were both athletic, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we really connected on the athletic, you know, athleticism. He went to mm-hmm. University of Missouri and played football. Mm-hmm. I went to Clemson and I ran track. So a lot of our mm-hmm. connection was really sports related, you know, and, and then, mm-hmm. of course, you know, it's just this person's giving you energy. This person's giving you love. Mm-hmm. This person's giving you feedback and, and, and basically kind of feeding, feeding the emotional connection into you to where you're like, mm-hmm. OK, I can I can be with this person. And then right. you get out of that bubble and you come back to real life and you're like, man, I probably would have never looked twice at that person. On, you know, and it's, it's just a completely different, it's a completely different mm-hmm. feeling and a, a completely right. different experience being, mm-hmm. you know, in that bubble. Right. And I, you know, you know, what's crazy is now that you mentioned the sport aspect and I, we already know, I mean, well, I know because I looked you up, <laughs> you are an Olympian. I mean, we knew about that once they posted you, but they're like, oh my gosh, she's an Olympian. Like that's a yes. huge that's a big deal, right? So now I'm going to get to that part, but I want to know, like, as I, I know that you, I don't know if you're competitive because I think every athlete yes. has that competitiveness Very. to them. Like, how Very. did you feel in the house? Did you feel like you had to kind of bring that sort of competitive side? Because we never yes. got to see, you know, I mean, we saw you always were composed, but like, did you feel like you had to get the competitiveness in the house? Like, we saw a little bit of thing or two on yes. the football court. <laughs> so tell us how was that for you? Yeah, so I definitely, and I love every single one of those girls. You know, we bonded in a way that I don't think anyone will really understand. It was kind of like uh, being in a sorority, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. going through the process of being with the women that you're going to know for the rest of your life. And so we bonded on this extremely, you know, close relationship. So for me, being competitive was my way of standing out. You know, because mm-hmm. I, I mean, you walk in there and you see, we've never seen these girls a day in your life. And you're just like, everyone looks like a supermodel. Mm-hmm. So when everyone is amazingly beautiful, it's like, okay, well, beauty's off the table because I can't just offer that. Like, what mm-hmm. else can I, what else can I offer? You know, and I knew mm-hmm. that I was the only Olympian in the house. And I was like, more than likely the only person that was really athletic. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take that and I'm going to run with it literally, figuratively. And I'm going to basically make that who I am, right? Which is Marlena the athlete. I know I'm so much more than that, but mm-hmm. I knew that mm-hmm. that was my leg up. Whereas other girls, you know, their leg up could have been their, you know, congeniality or, you know, just their personality or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. Clayton was looking for. Mm-hmm. I knew mm-hmm. what basically um, positioned me to be different from the rest of the girls. Okay. Um, did you watch the show before getting on the show? Like, so, have you been watching like the 
last not, four seasons. That's it. I'm not a fan. I'm not a Bachelor fan. I'm not. No. Mm. But my first season that I ever watched was Matt James' season, of course, because he was the first Black, the first right. African-American wow. Bachelor. So that wow. was my first time ever watching the show. And I was like, okay, because I, I thought he was cute. And I'm like, oh, this guy's kind of cute. What? Go ahead, Bachelor. Because growing <laughs> mm-hmm. up, you see this show. You, everyone knows about The Bachelor. Everyone knows about The Bachelor, mm-hmm. but not everyone watches it. And right. I think that exactly. a, a reason why a lot of the, the, the Black community doesn't watch it is because there are no Black people, you know? And I think that when they did that with Matt James, I was like, oh, I'm, a, I'm watching this now, you know? And then they had Michelle. And then, you know, so you're just like, okay, okay, Black people, Black people, Black people. You know, you just get really mm-hmm. excited just to see your people. Uh, and so exactly. that's that's when I had just started watching it. So Matt James season was my first season ever watching. That's interesting wow. how you said that because I remember that's how I started watching yeah. the, the, <laughs> right. the Bachelor because my sister started before I did, but they had Mich- um, not Michelle, but um, Rachel, 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 Rachel Lindsay yeah. as the first black content, I mean, yes. well, the first Glass League, and we—I was just like, yeah, a black person finally, like I'm watching, <laughs> and so I was drawn. Yeah, I literally to it. I was- begged her to watch the Bachelor. <laughs> she was like, "There's nobody that represent me. I don't want to watch it." So then when they got right. Rachel Lindsay, I was like, "You have to support a black girl. Come on, yes. now, watch the show." Yes, so that's why yes. it's it's actually a great thing that you mentioned that because the people need to understand the, well the producers mm-hmm. they need to understand that yeah. representation does matter and yeah. if you have more people that looks like us then we will watch the show and you can see right. beautiful black love story on that show so it's yeah. actually a great thing that you it went was. on and competed it was and i want to lead with one of my favorite and best part of the show with you i I should say was when caitlin was conducting the 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 vulnerability date Mm -hmm. yes the vulnerability (laughs) date that was one of my favorite moments um and also i love how you actually stick true and authentic to what you were really feeling and yeah. i, I want to know mm-hmm. how did you feel in that moment when she was asking those questions everybody uh, had the identity um you know issues that are they were being vulnerable about their identity crisis and yeah. you know clayton and you brought mm-hmm. up being a black woman how you had to work extra hard because of yeah. the color of your skin so how did you mm-hmm. feel and you know what motive what kind of like inspired you to say that Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So the, the funniest part about this entire experience is I remember before leaving, I, you know, I you know, confided with a couple of friends and some family members. And, you know, when they found out it was Clayton and they're like, okay, well, he's white and you're black. Do not mm-hmm. mention race is what they told me. Like, don't talk about race. Like who cares? Like, don't even talk about it. And I was like, but how can you not in an inter- in any in any interracial relationship, not just white and black, but, you know, Asian mm-hmm. and black and, you know, any any mm-hmm. type of differentiation with race, you have to discuss in relationship because it will we'll never have the same perspective. We'll never see eye to eye, you know, mm-hmm. unless you understand. And so when she basically asked that question of, you know, who in here has faced something or that's difficult for them. And I said, you know, hey, like being a black woman in America you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. You know what they say? They said the black woman is the most disrespected woman in America, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's so real. It's so real. You know, and I, I knew that going into this, I was going to be me and I didn't mm-hmm. want to put on and be somebody that I was not just so I could last longer. Wow. Some people do that. 
some people get on this show and they and they are somebody completely different just because they think it's going to take them further. And then yeah. what? You end up engaged and you just realize like this isn't even me. <laughs> I, Not I was somebody different. Yeah, exactly. So for me, it was just kind of mm-hmm. I'm going to try my best to experience this unconventional type of love and connection mm-hmm. that I can, mm-hmm. irregardless of the race and irregardless of anything else. I was going to be me. And I needed to let him know that, hey, like, it's tough being a black woman. And you did such and an amazing job. You really that. did. Yeah. And while you were there, like, building the connection, did you feel like Clayton was actually reciprocating it? Did you feel the connection? Because, you know, he has to actually make a connection with a, with a lot of different women. Yes. But did you feel yeah. the connection with you and him? Yeah. So what's interesting about just the connections in general is I think this Mm -hmm. entire experience forces you to keep your eyes on your own lane, right? And stay in your own lane. Mm -hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. anything. And I never knew the connections he had with the other women. It was never, Mm -hmm. you know, some women, some women talked about it and some women talked about some of the things that he would do. But at the end of the Mm -hmm. day, it's all about your connection and him. So you take out all the extra noise, which is, oh my God, he's taking this person on a one-on-one. Oh my God, he's doing this with this person. And you focus Mm -hmm. on how can I, how can I enhance my connection? How can I, you know, show him more of me and he show me Mm -hmm. more of him. And you're focused on just Mm -hmm. you guys, nobody else. You don't, you don't think about anybody else. You know, and so for me, I did feel as if we had a connection, but I did feel like it was solely on sports and we mm-hmm. didn't have really like a romantic connection. If that's a, you know, if, if I can say that, yeah, it wasn't really romantic. It was more so like a, this is he's a really cool. Yeah. He's like, he's a really cool homeboy. You know, he's a yeah. really cool friend. But then again, I also do know that a lot of the strongest relationships start out as friends, you know, that's but, right. But with but with this experience is different because everything is just fast forwarded, you yeah. know. So starting out as a friend isn't going to get mm-hmm. you as far as when you're able to start out with that romantic googly eyes, like oh my god, this person is super attractive, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my yes, goodness. You're right. Because from watching the show, I was kind of getting that same energy. Like, "Hmm, it seems like they would make like really good friends, but I couldn't really see the romantic connection. I only saw you kiss him once. Did you only kiss kiss him once throughout the entire season? I did not know. And you know what? It's crazy because with these reality TV shows, people need to understand it's, you know, you, you guys don't see everything. You know, we're filming, we're filming like 18 hours out the day and you see two hours of that every Monday. Wow. Of the 18 hours, you see two hours. So to try and compile everything in two hours of everyone's connection, everyone's relationship, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think I can speak about like a lot of reality TV shows and not just this one as far as as dating, they push Mm -hmm. for the people that have the strongest connection you know, mm. to, to be aired the most. So you saw mm-hmm. your Teddies and you saw your Serene and you saw your Gabby and Susie because they had the mm-hmm. strongest connections. And that's why it was hyper-focused on them, you know? And, and so mm-hmm. you didn't get to see too much of the relationship that we had um, other than yeah. the one time we kissed and, and, and all of that. Wow, that is so So funny. did you guys only kiss one time? <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. 
so she she's did not oh, it. okay i just needed to know. We, just, we just needed to get it out there she did not just get the ones y'all but you know you just mentioned uh, you, you you mentioned a whole lot of names that i want to get into but most of most importantly there was a lot of drama let's get to the drama in the house and you weren't the only to me i feel like you were so level-headed and you were trying to yes. understand the situation yes. now let's talk about shanae for a minute as much as i hate to but let's talk about that like i do not actually, hate, so I actually like the character <laughs> shanae i know it's crazy <laughs> i, I really want to know i really want to know like did you really understand the drama because i think from a viewer perspective i'm just looking like i'm lost are are, are is was it really fabricated like do you feel like back you know like we're not in the world so we're not in there so we're not really knowing what's happening like did you actually see that happening in the house and understand it I did not. Mm -hmm. And and like you said, I was level-headed. I was always the neutral person, you know? So I, my background is in human resources. So guess what my job was? It was always trying to understand the different perspectives. Even when I knew someone was more wrong than the other person, it was, okay, how do we, how do we reach a common ground? Okay. You know, how do we, how do we kind of reach a neutral place to where we're all understanding? And that's exactly Mm -hmm. how I was in the house. So I knew that there were some things going on with Elizabeth and Shanae, but Mm -hmm. it didn't cross my mind how huge the situation was until I watched it back too. Because Mm -hmm. we don't hear, you know, the ITMs, the in the moments where she's talking about, hey, yeah, all these girls can go, da-da-da-da-da. We don't see that. That's behind closed doors. We see that when you guys saw it. So when you were watching it, we were watching it too. And that it's is- funny because there's two kind of viewers. There's viewers that look at, like, I just look at Shanae and I'm like, okay, she's just a character. She's just trying yeah. to, like, you know, be funny and try to yeah. kind of make good TV. That's how I see it. But there are some right. people who will see it as she's a villain. She's evil. Mm-hmm. She's this, she's that. But I don't see things like that. I seem like I'm like, I'm watching a TV and there are some people who are going to be on my screen that are going to yeah. try their best to try to entertain me. So that's how I saw her. But my sister did not see it like that. Or other <laughs> viewers. Majority of the viewers did not see it like that. Honestly, I want to ask you this. I don't know if you're able to answer or not, but if you can, just, you know, if you can't too, we'll, we'll yeah. move on. But do you feel like producers have a say in the way a person actually behave on the show? Because a lot of people, I, I, before, before you answer that, I know a lot of people, when they look at reality TV show, they always think it's not real. But people actually yeah. go in there, they are going to find love. And you see some people do last. Some people may yeah. not last, but you do see people who stay composed and you do see people who come out with those characters. Like, right. do you think that there's some type of manipulation going on where... You know, or the way they ask the um, people the questions when they're doing the ITM, I'm guessing. Right. So right. it's just kind so of this, like, how, how do you respond? You know? Yeah. So <laughs> this is my opinion because I have no idea. OK, um, mm-hmm. my opinion is that you go on a reality TV show, right? You know, mm-hmm. from the first conversation with Clayton, whether or not there's a connection or not. Right. And you mm-hmm. know whether or not you're potentially going to be going home eventually, or you might last a little bit longer, right? So how can Mm. you differentiate yourself from the other girls? How can you make your time there so exponential, so amazing that one, you leave and everyone knows who the heck you are. They're going to be talking about Shanae for the forever, forever. They will always talk about this girl being the worst villain that we've ever had. And guess what? She she won. She won. You will never forget her. You will never forget her. 
You know, and, exactly. I, and, I, and so, so I, I, I think that's exactly what it is. You know, you're going to forget me. You're going to forget, you, you're going to forget a lot of the other girls on the season, but you will, well, you won't, you won't, you know, but, but <laughs> a lot of people are going to be forgotten, but you will right. not forget Shanae, you know, because she True. made sure that she stood out to the point where they hated her. Some people loved her and either way, you're going to be talking about her forever. Remember. You know, I remember I remember there was a reality show that was going about to start and I applied for it. I don't remember the exact name, but okay. I had an interview and I remember the producer is like, she was kind of telling me what to say and how to say. She's like, please, I need some excitement. Okay. So when you talk about that, I need to know that you're sad, like show your emotion. Yeah. So no, from there, I saw it. Okay. Okay. I just wanted mm-hmm. to know if like the people on the bachelor, if when they're doing the interview, they, you know, tell you like, I need some excitement. I need no. some emotion. Like, do they do that? Because that was my experience. <laughs> what I can say is a, it's a hundred percent who you are. You know, it's a hundred percent. So people think that reality TV shows are scripted. They are not scripted. And that's um, right. It was 100% everything that came out of my mouth was everything that came out of my mouth. It was everything that I mm-hmm. said. No one held a gun to my head and said, right. hey, mm-hmm. say this, please, right now. You know, it was it was just kind of the now questions that they ask. Yeah, the questions that they ask can probably be probe, you know, some drama or something. But at the end of the day, you answer, mm-hmm. you answer how you answer. You don't That's have right. to answer. You don't have to be messy. You can just say, you know. Or you don't, I don't feel like, um, no, no, no comment. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all about what you want to say. No one is telling you what to say and what to do. That part. And that some part. people, I feel like some people, in order for them to like get the screen time, they mm-hmm. will kind of like add a little oh, extra. Of course. Of course. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the unfortunate part about some of these reality TV shows is we've lost the essence of why these shows even started, which was to actually find connections, to find love and to live happily ever after. Right. But now mm-hmm. we're in this different generation where people are hyper focused on social media. So a lot of people go on these mm-hmm. dating apps to get more followers, to get more limelight, mm-hmm. to, to, to get that status when they feel like they have 100,000, 1 million followers. And they're just like, yeah, look at mm-hmm. me. I'm famous. I'm someone important. You know, and, and I think that we've lost that, that sense of reality, which, yeah. you know, is what it should be mm-hmm. reality in, in a sense of just finding love. That's right. That's definitely right. Hey, who are you closest with in the house? Like, I want to know, like, who were your I can answer that like for her? Because I've listened to your interviews and I think you're really close with Susie, which yes. I really love her. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's my heart. And you know what's crazy is Susie was my closest friend in the house. And still to this day, we still talk. I love her. I, you know, she's from Virginia Beach. I'm from Virginia Beach. I'm oh, going home mm-hmm. next month, so I'll be seeing her. But right now, like in, you know, post-show, me and Sierra are really, really close. Oh, yeah, Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> from the day, like from... Night one, we were like, oh my gosh, we love the character of Sierra. Like, yeah. we just love it. She's a little bit much, but like, we kind of like it because I just like reality TV. Yes. And when people have like a big personality, I love it. Yeah. She definitely yes. did. She definitely did. Now, she's let's... so extra. She's so extra, but Maggie I really like is. She is. Uh, I wanted to know, although like, we felt like birthday. she did the most. Yeah, although we felt like she did the most during the women tell all, but you know. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Now let's talk about you being an Olympian girl. Like we saw a oh. little bit of your competitive uh, competitiveness on um well, I guess on the football date when you guys okay. were just tackling everybody <laughs> and you were scoring all the touchdowns basically. I think it was just you and Sierra actually who touched yes. scored yes. the most the most yeah. touchdowns. And yes. I was like, "Oh my god, just mm-hmm. go like this is my time." <laughs> I loved it. Now, how did you how did you knew I mean know you wanted to become an Olympian? Like how did that journey start for you? Oh, my mm. gosh. So, of course, you know, growing up, I played football. So, you know, I played football, not American football, of course, but soccer. And, um, you know, my dad was semi-pro in Haiti. Uh, I don't know. I have mm. to verify that. He told me he was, but I don't know if I believe it. <laughs> Let's Google him. <laughs> you never know now. You oh, never man. know. <laughs> and, 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 you know, <laughs> parents. I know. know somebody who was a, you know, a pro football player. <laughs> Right, right. Talk about, I, I was really great at karate. I was I'm okay at that. <laughs> you guys know your Haitian father tell you that they were good at something. Yes, yes, yes. And so he was my coach growing up, and I absolutely hated mm-hmm. it. I don't know if you guys had your parents as your coaches, but Haitian parents as coaches is the worst, okay? Because they they are literally just on you. They don't care about anybody else. No, they don't care about any. Yes, literally. Exactly. We have that experience. Play the piano. Same. I played the piano. You played the piano? Oh, oh yes. my God. This is piano. awesome. That's awesome. That's You're really so talented. Good. You know, Haitian parents will try to get their, get you to do everything. 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 <laughs> They'll beat it out of you. <laughs> And so I played soccer and soccer was my love. I was a lefty. So I had a left foot and, um, you know, I was, they always tell me I ran like a gazelle. I ran like a gazelle. So when I got to middle school, my first year in middle school, I tried out for the soccer team and I didn't Mm -hmm. make it. Oh my God. I didn't make it. And so I am, when I am rejected from something, I kind of close off. So oh, wow. I was so afraid that the next year I wasn't going to make it again that I said, I'm doing a different sport. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to try a different sport because now I'm scared that I won't be on any athletic team. Everyone Aww. said I ran like a gazelle. So let me just try out for the track team. And I made the track team. And then ever since then, I had been running since the seventh grade. I had been running track all my life. And so when I was in seventh grade, I was I was pretty good. I was I was fairly decent. I had to get a hang of actually just running without a ball. And so my eighth grade year, I ended up winning cities. And so I went to high school and I was running the 800. And my coach in high school was like, you're not an 800 runner at all. And he was like, you're a a 100 runner. And I was like, how do I go from 800 to 100? That's a big Different. Wow. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I started training for that. I didn't do too good my first year in high school, but my second year in high school, I won. Uh, no, I got second in the 200 at States. My junior oh. year, I ended okay. up winning as well. And then my senior year, I won the 100, the 200, and the 400, and no athlete had ever done that before. Wow. And I wow. also ended up winning a national title as well my, my junior year. And that's what kind of, mm-hmm. you know, basically closed the deal on me getting a full scholarship to go to college. That is amazing. Wow, that is oh my God. Yes. That, that, that is, that, that is goals right there. So <laughs> how did the process start for you to kind of get into the Olympics once you got mm-hmm. to college and um, how, how was that journey like? Cause I know 
I mean, it must have been like a hard, difficult oh, one yeah. trying to get into. And I know you represented like you were um, Haiti. So yes, how did I that? I for Haiti. You um, rep- so, so basically I went to the Olympics my junior year of college. And so okay. of course my freshman and my sophomore year, I was really, really, well, my freshman year, I was terrible. I went to the University of Oklahoma and I ended up transferring to Clemson University. And then my sophomore year at Clemson, I started getting really good. And my okay. junior year, I was ranked. I, I was ranked at the time. I was like number one in um, in the nation for the 400. Wow. Uh, after, after my ACC, after my ACC victory. And so that's when I knew I had to run the A standard in order to make it to the Olympics. And prior to that, I had been running for Team Haiti um, since my freshman year or my freshman year. No, no. Yeah, since my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting into contact with the coach at the University of North Carolina, and she was on the board for Haiti, wow. um, for the, Haiti, wow. for the Haiti, Haitian athletics. And so wow. she was, you know, she found out that I was Haitian as well. And she asked me if I wanted to compete for Haiti. And I was like, heck, yeah, I want to compete, you know, because okay. the older the older I was getting, the more in touch I was with my Haitian side and, and yeah. not wanting mm-hmm. kind of to, to, to stray away from just the American side. Because I knew right. that mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not just American. You know, I'm not. Yeah. And I don't want to be mm-hmm. just American. You know, I yeah. was proud mm-hmm. of being Haitian. I was proud of being a Haitian American. And, and I was proud of my parents' roots. And, um, and so I had started running for Haiti, my, my freshman year college. And then of course, in making the Olympics, it was just, I had to reach the A standard for the Olympics, which was 51. Oh no, it was like 50. It was like 51, eight or something like that was the A standard in order. So I had to run that time in order to be able to go to the Olympics because there's no trials. Haiti doesn't have a trials. So the United States, a lot of the bigger countries have a trial to where you have to place Mm -hmm. top three or something like that in order to go. So I knew I just had to run this time in order to go. And yeah. I know when I crossed the line, I had ran 51.43. And that's what I won. I won. So I was super excited that I won. And then it hit me. You also made it to the Olympics. Like, yeah, that's, that's really big. That we have a cousin that was um, went to the Olympics for swimming. His, okay. um, he represented Haiti in 2016. His name is Mike Dorsonville. I don't okay. know if you heard of my brother probably yeah, knows him because my brother my brother ran in 2016 for Haiti. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, so you have a family of him. athletics. Yes, basically. how yes, many I of do. you guys? Wow! I won, well, I he was a swimmer. Okay, he no, was a swimmer. All, they're all in the same. Oh yeah, that's true. Village. That is so mm-hmm. true. Yeah, so my brother oh, probably wow. knows who he is. Yeah, that's oh, wow. true. I'm one of five, so I'm the middle of five. Oh my goodness, you're the middle <laughs> child. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. How is it growing up in a Haitian household with five oh kids? Oh my goodness. Well, her parents are Americanized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Yes. Yeah. And so when when my dad came to the States, he came with his papers. So, you know, he was he had his green card and all of that, and he was able to get into the mm-hmm. military. So he was military. Oh now ooh. my mom didn't have her papers so they end up getting married and of course she ended up getting it through through marriage and so he Mm -hmm. was always out to sea he was in the navy he was always out to sea for months at a time so i remember my dad leaving for eight months at a time six months at a time my mom raised Mm -hmm. all all five of us by herself oh my goodness wow mm -hmm. yeah so it was it was she is so strong and and we're very close in age too um i'm 31 my oldest brother is 34 Five and my second oldest mm-hmm. brother is thirty four, and then there's 
twin siblings who are 30 and we're 11 months apart. So we were all the same age. We were all the same age, January 21st until I turned 31, February 16th. Oh my goodness. Like your mom had you guys back to back to back to back within that my same year. My dad was year. in the military. He was oh, in the military. So what do you Sounds like um, my grandma and my grandpa's story. He was he lived in the U.S. and my grandma lived in Haiti. So uh-huh. every time he would come every 10 years, she would have like a different child. So my grandma had her last child at 45. Which is oh great. my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So my grandpa and his little, um, my dad and his little sister, I think are like almost 30 years apart, which is it's, it's oh wild. My goodness. And there's eight of them. Oh. <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. So now Shanae, uh, well, I said Shanae. <laughs> we want to ask about Shanae. <laughs> No, no, Marlena. That's what, that was funny. You see how you said we're not gonna forget about her. That's really just what just happened. I told um, you. I told you. You implanted yeah. that in my brain. But anyway, um, so what we wanted to um know is that do you think you're gonna be in the um down to um Bachelor in Paradise? Are you still looking? Do you have a special someone? Did someone draw <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, I was gonna ask. That. We wanna know. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna be in Bachelor? And if what if if you do get there, who would you like to see? Um, because so, we want you to go there. We do. Yeah, we, do. we do. We do. We do. I want to watch you on our screen again. Yeah. Well, if I get the call to go to Paradise, I will consider it. I am still definitely looking for love. Of course, I'm. I'm still single, and it's hard. It's hard out here, honestly. You know, because people mm-hmm. aren't. They don't think about love the same way that our parents did. That's you know, our, our parents, our parents got married and they stayed married through everything. Mm. You know, nowadays it's so easy with social media. People mm-hmm. are always seeing that the, they always think the grass is greener on the other side. So you mm. make Tell one mistake, you make one mistake mm. and it's like, oh, you know what? I can find better. But and I ghost you. They ghost That's you. True. Yep. You know, and, and so I kind of I don't want to say I've given up, but part of me, like it's slowly like dying, like my faith to actually find a good man, you know? And so I don't want to waste my time, but, you know, I'm, I'm considering if they call me and ask me to go on Paradise, I'm considering it, um, who I want to see. Yeah, is there anybody? <laughs> Wait, no, like, who, who, do y'all want, who do y'all want me to just want to see me with? <laughs> I said Mike Johnson. <laughs> Mike Johnson? I like Mike Johnson. <laughs> Honestly, I'm thinking about it because I'm thinking, I think Andrew is a very nice young man. I he looks like dangerous like to vanilla for some reason. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you saying right now? I feel like the... Someone like Mike Johnson, you know, definitely. Yeah, you're like a man, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Olu. What's his name? Olu? I like that. I like that. Olu. Yeah, Olu. Olumide. Olumide. Olu. 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 Yes. I definitely, oh, yeah. would, want, I definitely would like to see you with Olu. Yes. Okay. Okay. What do you think? What, what do you think? You? <laughs> what do you, what do you think? I, I'm going to agree with you. I would love to see Mike. I would love to see Mike. Oh. <laughs> Can we please make this happen? Please. Please. People. Let's make this I'm happen. I'm going to do a whole collage later. Because <laughs> uh, yes, I feel I like would. Mike is... Yeah, I think so. I can definitely see that too. I can definitely see it too. He is very, very, very handsome. He way. is. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it also, I think what I, I can see is that the way that you think and the way that he processes things as well, it probably mm-hmm. would be good. 
probably yeah. will be good. Based on what we see and hear on his podcast, yeah, right. we don't know him. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that's, that's also if he wants to go, right? You know, at the end of the day, exactly. at the end of the day, this paradise, you know, you see a lot of the more recent cast that members and not, you know, but Mike's season was way, way back. They usually come from Becca. We had Becca, an old bachelorette. That's true. So we can, they that's can true. bring they Mike. Can, they can bring yeah. Mike on there. He's, he's, he's going to want to go. That's the thing. So y'all slide in his DMs and yeah. tell him, we need to see you. <laughs> we need to see you in Marlena. We We're need going to oh start gosh. this for Bachelor Nation, okay? We're going to start this. Yes, to start a petition. <laughs> We're going to start a petition of Bachelor oh, Nation. Well, he wants to see you, Mike. Okay, you heard that on here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That would be some good TV. Oh my God. It would yes. be so fun. It would be so fun. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was such a pleasure having you. But I know we're not going to keep you for too long, but we do have a game that we want to okay. play. With I actually you. wanted to ask about Rachel and the season Gabby. that's coming up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Gabby. Yeah. Are you friends Gabby. with them? I am. I am actually really close with Gabby. Um, Rachel, I do love her to death, but like in the house, Mm -hmm. I was more close with with Gabby than I was with Rachel. Um, Mm -hmm. But love them both equally. And I'm so happy and proud of both of them. I mean, that's that's an amazing way to end a journey, right? The way and then to be announced as the next Bachelorette is like, that's that's amazing. But how do you feel with, you know, having the same season, they both having to like date the same men? Like, how yeah. do you feel you know, about that? I, I hope- just, yeah, I just hope that it's not them ended up falling for the same guy. Cause I mean, that'd be worst case scenario, you yeah. know? And, and I think that's the only, that's my only concern is that they fall for the same exact guy, you know? And, 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 other than that, I think they're I think they're going to do a good job, but they're very close as well. So I think that mm-hmm. hopefully they're together in this mm-hmm. to where they're able to have a conversation and say, oh, I like this person. And they nip that in the butt within themselves without mm-hmm. actually it being on TV, if that makes sense. Yeah, that is true. I think it's going to be yes. it's going to be interesting to watch because I wouldn't want them to pick pent them against each other yeah, just right, for exactly. the sake of reality TV show and giving right. us like good, you know, viewings drama. and stuff. Good drama. Good drama. Uh, good drama. <laughs> you know, we know the that people want to see it, but at the end of the day, it would be ugly. I want to see the drama, but I also <laughs> want to see the love. <laughs> yes, yes, same. <laughs> Let's have Marlena for Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. How did it feel we, to be the first actually um um black woman with like dreadlocks? Sister lock. Well, sister lock. Uh, yes, yes. So <laughs> we you love know, I also so started beautiful. mine, by the way. I just have you this wig on, but I did. Yes. I just Take started. It off. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. <laughs> actually, actually it's, it not, off. it's not it's my, not it's not twisted yet. That's why. It's not like um I didn't get a twist twist. No, it's gonna it's locks, but I didn't get a retwist. So, so so when yeah, you I mean, wear it out, wear it out. Wear it out. <laughs> wear, like when I tell you when I first didn't got take them, you. So mm-hmm. my first so I'll be five years, May twenty-seventh. And when I first got them, mine were very, very like they were literally like this long, super oh tiny God. and wow. super short. And I remember being just like you, I wore wigs and I remember my consultant told me, she said, if you wear a wig again, I'm not doing your hair. You can find somebody else. Oh my God. And I was like, what? Oh and and what, what she said made sense though, because when you choose okay. locks, you choose a journey that you mm-hmm. have to embrace. 
Like you can't, yeah. you can't skip it. And you know, I know I, I see some people that get regular locks and they get the extensions because they I want the results. Yeah, I they want that. the results like that, you know? And, and it's, you know, I get it. You know what Go happened? Ahead. I learned my lesson. So I'm never doing that again. You know why? Because I actually got the extension and my sister-in-law actually was helping me cut them and she actually cut the middle of my my yeah my locks so oh my i have gosh. like a, a, a up and down kind of lock <laughs> going on there um it wasn't her fault i mean i didn't want to do it myself because i didn't want to do the same thing but she ended yeah. up doing it and it's okay I mean, but yeah, that's I'm what you get for not wearing them out right. so, exactly. you honestly have to and i talk to women all the time because now i'm actually getting mm-hmm. in in the aspect of just posting more about my hair because i get so many questions from yeah. so many women mm-hmm. about my hair and i'm like man if you only knew when i first started i used to like literally just drool at women that had hair down to their butts and say oh my god i can't mm-hmm. wait i can't wait and you don't really mm-hmm. enjoy your own journey by wanting someone mm-hmm. else's you know and so i literally once once my consultant told me if you keep on wearing wigs i'm not doing your hair anymore it made sense because she's like you chose this journey to wear your natural hair and to embrace it and to love your crown and in loving that's your true. crown, you love yourself even more, you know? And I think that's another reason why a lot of the women go natural is just to get closer mm-hmm. to their mm-hmm. own just power. And, um, and so it felt amazing being the first, it, first thought it was crazy. It was crazy to even think that it's been 26 seasons and not one woman has had locks, had locks. you know? And, but then it makes sense. Because the show started out as a white show. White show. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what is going to what is going to make, you know, black women feel comfortable is by being somewhat kind of like white women, right? So if they knew they didn't stand a chance on this show, it was, let me be, how can I have this European look? Let me mm-hmm. get the straight hair. Let yeah. me get the weave. Let me get this. You know, so I can look a little bit more like them, but still have darker skin Mm -hmm. and still be accepted, you know? And I think that that was one of the main reasons why a lot of the women went on the show and had weeds. It was because a lot of the leads were white, you know? And then, so you saw Matt James season, so many natural women. So many, so many. It was so nice. So many natural women. And I'm so happy they were able to embrace their hair. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right. And so me, mm-hmm. with me, and I knew that my locks and my hair was going to set me apart as well, you know, and I, I was so proud. And I think it's so interesting because I have a lot of, you know, fans or whatever, and a lot of them are white because the show audience is, is generally more white than it is black. Right. And mm-hmm. I actually had one person message me and she said, I don't want to be disrespectful. You know, I'm just truly trying to understand, you know, can you tell us, you know, and people that look like me, what locks even are? Cause oh, they don't wow. know, yeah. you know, and I'm like, that's actually, that's, that's, that's very smart. Like I do need to educate the people that don't yeah. understand why I'm so proud because mm-hmm. a lot of people look at me that don't understand and they mm-hmm. say, Oh my God, here she goes posting her hair again. Here she goes. But we, we were, we were brought up to think that our hair couldn't grow like white hair could. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I have and a question why, for you. I have yeah. a question to, to, not to cut you off. I'm so sorry, but I want to <laughs> know like, did in that process, before you got started your sister lock, did you have issues growing your hair naturally? Did you figure out like how to embrace it in the most natural form before you, yeah. you lock them? Like, so 
I was loose natural, but I always wore weaves. I always wore wigs because I just didn't like the way the kinky look looked. And I didn't, it was so many products you had to had to oh use in order to make Tell it look like a certain manage. way. And I was like, oh my God, I'm just going to put some braids in here. I'm just going to put some wigs in here. Like, because this is just so hard to manage. And yeah. I never mm-hmm. really wore my real hair. I never did. Oh my and it God. wasn't until I actually got locks and I am like, like, like I said, people can say, oh my gosh, she's obsessed with herself. I'm not obsessed with myself. I'm obsessed with my hair. That's I'm right. I'm so proud. I'm so You're, proud. It's that beautiful. I'm able to be, yeah, I'm so proud. I'm just able to be that poster child for women that one felt the same way that I felt, which was I, my hair is not going to grow it past my, past my neck, right. you know? Yeah, yeah, see, exactly. And and I'm able to be that person. I have had so many people that have came to me and said, I've started my sister lock journey because of you. Oh, you know, that I'm, I'm about here. to because of you yeah. right now. And I removed them because <laughs> no one in Miami could actually do my retwist. It was very oh, hard I have to find you. someone. I have oh, please give you. me that person. Because I'm going to. I'm struggling to here in away. Dallas. <laughs> yes, it's yes. Embrace your power. You're yes, it's, it's time. Power. It's time. It's time. Yes. It's time. Yes, that's true. And your locks are really beautiful. How long Thank did it take you, you to kind of grow them that long? It took so five years. It's been. It'll be five years in wow. May. Wow. And you know, I'm I started out long. very short, and I just <laughs> prayed. <laughs> And I, you know, oh, I had I had my my lot crushes, and I still like follow a lot of girls that have a mm-hmm. lot longer hair than me. And you know, yeah. I I'm just like now that I'm at a length that I'm comfortable with, I'm like I can wait. Mm-hmm. Like I really can't wait for it to be butt length, but I can wait. Like I'm fine. I washed yeah. my hair today, mm-hmm. and it took me about an hour just because I also dyed it. But you oh, know, it, it takes oh, nice. it's yeah, it's getting it's getting heavier. So I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. you know, more time. <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. And how nice. often do you, have, do you do the retwist with the yeah. hair? So my consultant it lives in Orlando. So I fly to her. And I when I tell you when What's you her find name? her name is Brandy Freeman. Okay, because oh. I had one because I used to live in Orlando. Oh, you did? And, okay, me too. Yes, <laughs> me too. Yeah, I used to live in Orlando and my consultant she was in Orlando and I couldn't find anyone in Miami. So yeah. is the person on in Orlando? No, so I'm going to give you someone that is in Miami if you're not trying to drive. Like I, I started out with her and I don't mm-hmm. care how many times I move. I'm only going to stick with her because I just absolutely love the way she does my hair. I've been to other oh. people and it's once you find the person that works yeah. well with your hair, yeah. you don't want to, mm-hmm. you, you'll travel the world. It doesn't matter. That you is know, true. and that's how that's I am. True. That's how I am with her. Like, I don't want anyone else touching my hair because she knows what she knows how to do it the way I love it. You know what? Give me both the Orlando one and the Miami because I travel. <laughs> okay, okay, I will. Because <laughs> she might be able to do the drive or take the yeah. Yeah. do the drive. Well, <laughs> we, can, we can go down together. We can go down together whenever she's doing no mine. Problem. We go down together. Yeah, definitely. I have it, I have I'm right here drove. in Coral Gables. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't drove because I'm like, oh, it's too far. But if I have a, like a road trip buddy with me, I'll definitely do the drive. And she would love. She would Absolutely. love to have two people. Yeah. Absolutely. I have my fiance drive me to Orlando because his mother lives there. So. Okay. Absolutely. Good. It works out. It works We're out. always there. So now I Perfect. feel left out all the way to Texas. <laughs> you can join us, Abel. 
that's true. <laughs> that can, I can. And is your hair fine? Like, because I know that some people say, because I didn't want to do like small sister locks or like sister mm-hmm. locks. I did locks, but it's kind of small. It feels like it's not sister locks, but it's small, but my hair is really There's fine. So I was locks. afraid. Yeah. So I, I was afraid yeah. that mm-hmm. it might break. Does that no, really happen? You know, these things are so tiny. When I tell you I lot, like, I mean, you could just look at one of them, you know? Yeah. It's, they're mm-hmm. so tiny. Wow. I had one that fell. I definitely had one. This one right here, as you can see, it's super short. Mm-hmm. It popped. But you just can't have, like, that much of an emotional connection to it. I mean, I definitely mm-hmm. do. But if you think about it, regular hair imagine you know when your hair was loose natural how often you wash your hair and look in the tub and you see little pieces of hair it's the same exact Mm -hmm. thing you know it's gonna fall out and it's gonna grow back it's gonna fall out and grow back and that's what it does so okay well that's that's good well let's get to the fun part (laughs) the game so we're gonna play a game that you probably know smash marry or pass (laughs) that's your nation style but since you started watching the show during Mad James season, I'm guessing some of the people you, you probably right. don't know. But guess what? We do. We definitely have Mike Johnson on there. So thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if y'all had like their picture, like put their picture up so I can see. I'm oh like, yeah, that's that? true. We don't. I feel okay if if you don't know them, then I'll just make up another name <laughs> that okay, you probably okay. may know. Okay. Oh, I'll, we'll I'll put their picture up. Don't worry. I could do that for you. Oh, Obel will put their picture up while I, you know. We'll start with the ladies on your show. Okay. You know. So, Smash Mary past final three girls from her your season. So, Susie, Rachel, Gabby. Smash, Mary, or pass. Who I, I would smash, cool. Mary, or pass? I know. It's a girl. I know it's a girl, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... Uh, okay smash marry or pass um i'm smashing Susie. (laughs) no 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 no. i'm sorry i'm marrying Susie. i'm smashing gabby and i'm passing rachel (laughs) oh okay (laughs) good to know the the second one is um, Smash Mirror Pass, men from Bachelor franchise who are single. Mike Johnson, Ivan mm-hmm. Hawk. I'm about to show you what he looks like. I know like. Ivan is. Okay. Oh, you know oh, who okay, Ivan good. is? And then yeah. Brendan, Brendan Jones. Brendan the one Piper's from Rape. Piper. No, no. Brendan Jones is um, oh, Michelle, Michelle Season. Michelle okay. Season. Okay. So Ivan, <laughs> Brandon, and Mike. Of course, I'm going to marry Mike. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh wait! Come on, I want to. Can I? I want to smash them too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love. It. I love your honesty. Oh that my was god! A good one. I love it. You can, you can smash it. You can marry you and can smash. You know what you can do? I'm gonna pass on the other two. I'm gonna pass on the other two. Oh, smart girl! Smart girl! She's perfect. Smart perfect. Girl. You know what? We're gonna manifest this. It's We're going gonna... to happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the next one is um, villains from your season. So we have Shanae, Sarah, and Mara. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. Mara. Mara. Mara, 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 like Marinara sauce. Yeah, okay, so it's Mara. Mara. Mara, Mara. I love Mara. That she was actually just in Miami last week. So uh, that's oh, my wow. girl. 
Uh, let's see, Mara, Shanae, and Sarah. I'm gonna have to pass Shanae. I'm gonna. Ooh, that's a good one. I'll marry Sarah. I do love Sarah. I I love Sarah, and I'm gonna smash Mara because Mara's a little freaky. A little spicy. Okay, <laughs> a little spicy. Mara, a little spicy. Okay. Okay. Okay, so the last one, um, I did not pick that one. I don't know these people, but my fiance does. So <laughs> the last one is Odell Beckham. Do you know Ooh, him? I know who Odell I, is. I think you would know. I know you would. I sure do. Um, Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo, since you are a oh, soccer fan. You play soccer. I know who that is, too. So know. I know, and then too. Jimmy <laughs> Butler. From Miami, I know that. No, Jimmy Butler. Pass, you don't I'm know. A pass on Jimmy. I'm a pass on Jimmy. <laughs> um, I'm definitely. Oh, I'm definitely. Oh, gosh, I want to smash <laughs> and marry Ronaldo. <laughs> I smash and marry. He is fine. He is fine. Yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna marry Ronaldo because he's more rich than Odell. So I'm gonna marry Ronaldo <laughs> and I'm gonna smash Odell. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. <laughs> This was so much wow. fun. <laughs> we love it. Oh my goodness. That was so fun. Yes. We enjoyed talking with you, uh, Marlena. Yes. It was such a pleasure having you on here. And thank, thank you for you. responding to our call where our course. producers call. Yes. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yes. Thank, thank you for you joining so us. Much. Yeah. And where could I, my parents, I told my parents that I'd be doing this tonight and they're like, where can we find it? You oh, know? trust oh, me. We will yeah. make sure we send it to you. We're going to be yes. posting it on YouTube. Um, okay. We're going to be posting it on, you know, our podcast platform. We'll send you the link so that you can go ahead and share them. But before you leave, tell our guests, listeners, I mean, our listeners, where can they find you? What are you doing? And, you know, how can they keep up with you? All right, y'all can mm-hmm. stay in touch with me. I'm on like every social media site as Marlena mm-hmm. Wesh. That's M A R L E N A W E S H. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on TikTok, all of that. So follow me. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I'm doing real estate. I'm- Yes, so I, I am was a real estate ask. agent. So if you guys are looking for a real estate agent in the South Florida area, you can call me. You can call me. <laughs> <laughs> definitely will. Definitely will. We'll make this Thank a little commercial so much, for you. Ma- <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. So we are off with Naika, Obel. And Marlena. Okay. <laughs> Yay. I All love right. when I get catch on. <laughs> I know. 